Hey guys, welcome to another Bizom podcast where we sit with CPG industry leaders and listen to the journey of brands that have shaped global retail. In today's show, we talk to a company that came to India much before most of us were born. Starting in a pre-independent India, Philips has really stood true to its tagline innovation and you, making every consumer's life more innovatively comfortable. Today, we are going to listen to more about this growth story with Mr. Varun Mansal and Mr. Vikram Singh. Vikram heads general trade at Philips India and Varun is the lead IT business partner at Philips. Hey guys, it's great to have you here. Hey Akshay, thanks, thanks for having us here. I'll be honest, uh, today morning I was thinking about where we could start this conversation. Uh, so I looked around and saw a lot of Philips products in my home, some of which have been with me for a really long time. Philips has really connected the whole healthcare experience in a consumer's life. It's not just one product that makes life better, but so many different innovations which connect with small aspects of one's life and enhance it. Which part of this healthcare journey are you both associated with and how has uh, the journey with Philips been so far? So I'm working as a lead IT business partner for Philips India. And in my role, I have to work with sales, finance, supply chain, marketing function to solve their problems using technology. One of my key focus area is to provide digital solution to my sales team to serve our customer better. I'm part of Philips personal health team and being with Philips for last 14 years now. The product portfolio in personal health consists of the range of trimmers, hair dryers, hair straighteners, electric toothbrush and mother and child care which is Philips event. To improve 2.5 billion lives by 2030, Philips surely must have built a solid infrastructure to reach these consumers. Varun, what role has uh, route-to-market digitization played in creating that pace? See, at Philips, our purpose is to improve people's health and well-being through meaningful innovations. We want people to live healthier and happier life today and tomorrow. The route-to-market digitalization helps us to improve the reach of our product to our customers all across the world. It also helps us gather the data and insights around what, our, what are our customer needs and what kind of solution they require. So, uh, Vikram and Varun, in the recent years, uh, we've all seen that RTM digitization has become the norm. But what was it like in the early 2000s? How were you able to find the right data to know exactly what to do to win your customers and grow in the Indian market? Well, Akshay, I started my career in 2004, so I can relate to this question well. It was more of paper reporting or the Excel reporting in some cases. Then there was this MIS guy who used to collate all the reports and give it to the boss and then he used to take out the inferences and pass the message to us, right? Uh, and now, in times now, we are most towards the automation where we not only get the reports, we get them real time, right, on the go, right? So uh, the data has really helped us in taking out the inferences or making out our action plans uh, real time and execute them. See, as uh, Vikram has alluded, the scale of digitalization was very low in early 2000. And as a result, any organization or brand used to face few challenges. First of all, they had a very poor visibility of sales and inventory. We call it downstream sales visibility. It was also very 
difficult to improve the customer reach. You are unable to rapidly onboard distributors and reach more retailers. Also, the cost of your distributor cha distribution channel was high. Uh, the, there was uh, low productivity and suboptimal retail execution. Vikram, I know that Philips is present in markets across the world. So are the route to market models in these markets more or less the same or do they differ? Well, it differs market to market. In a market like India, where we are moms and pop stores heavy, general trade is very strong here, right? And then there are countries which are developed. Uh, so we have large format stores, which are very, very dominant there, followed by the online. So yes, it differs market to market. So Varun, uh, since the RTM play is fundamentally different across different markets, uh, do you think that automation plays an important part to win here? Absolutely. To add to what Vikram has said, the route to market will differ in different markets, in different parts of the world. If you talk about developed economy, you will see more e-commerce and modern trade. Whereas developing economies like India, Thailand, Vietnam, you will see the, the scale of urbanization is still less and the route to market will also differ based on the type of city you are talking about, right? Within India, we talk about tier, tier 1, tier 2, tier 3 cities. So in tier 1 cities, you will see e-commerce and modern trade playing a significant role, right? Whereas tier 2, tier 3 cities, primarily it's traditional trade. So with an e-commerce uh, platform, you would typically do an EDI integration uh, so that you have a real-time order intake and supply. Whereas when you talk about modern trade, right? So in many markets, you will see that there will be a point of sale integration so that you have a visibility of sellout. Whereas when you talk about traditional trade, then there is an application of distributor management system, right? So you will deploy a distributor management system towards your channel partner or a stockist. And then you have a further extension to that through an SFA, through a retailer app and so on, so that you have a clear visibility. Vikram, so I've heard this saying in sales that no matter how much you sell, on the first of every month you start at zero. In these 14 years at Philips, how have you defined sales success? I would especially like to understand this with respect to sales automation technology, which is now a priority for long-term growth. Well, Akshay, thanks for reminding me that you are still at zero in November so far. For me, the sales success is when when we bill all the relevant outlets with the right assortment. Not only you bill, but we are also visible all the time. When we engage actively with our customers and the retailers, when the productivity of the sales team go high or become better. So that's the sales success for me. It's not just one thing, but it's a process that we follow. And when we follow the processes, the numbers follow us. And sales automation helps us in driving the processes. Vikram, sales automation is giving you thorough visibility of your sales. But has that visibility helped you drive the adoption of sales automation amongst your sales team and the entire distribution network at large? Uh, well, definitely, yes. But let me tell you this, this was not easy. The adoption from the customer side especially and the sales team in the beginning was not easy, right? But then when we showed the customers the data, the power of the data, 
the inferences, inferences that we take out from the data, how can it really help in building the secondary and the sellouts on ground, right? So we not only talk about the sell-ins with our customers, we also talk about the, the healthy secondary and the sellouts with them, right? So when we went to them and told them about the power of data and how can it really help us, help us and grow, right? So they could understood, understand that and uh, that also helped us in really bring them on our side when we were launching this automation some, some years back. So, what is the day-to-day -day benefit of having real-time visibility on product sales and distribution? I'm sure you're predicting primary and secondary sales more accurately, uh, but I'd love to get a deeper understanding of how you're leveraging uh, retail intelligence in sales. Uh, so, as an organization, we work on daily management, right? Uh, it is about getting or tracking and reviewing the progress, right? and applying the peritos of understanding where the gaps are, right? We also understand from the, from the help of the peritos where these gaps are and why these gaps are. Basis the analogy, we create the action plan and implement in the market. My next question is for you, Varun. What prompted you to start your journey with Bazaar? See, there were several factors we were evaluating. One was their overall industry knowledge. How strong they are on data analytics, that was our primary need because we wanted real-time analytics. And how fast we can deliver, how customization or how flexible the solution are. But at the same time, when we evaluate any IT platform, we do a very detailed assessment. We also look at security, uh, their overall consumer experience. Then there was also a requirement around having a mobile application and so on. So it was a thorough evaluation before we decided to go for Bizarre. Varun, as a leader in the IT domain, how would you say retail intelligence impacts the Indian retail industry at large? See, it has a transformative Im impact. In fact, today morning, I was looking at one of the articles in Mint, uh, where they had published the insight from Bizarre. And where we're talking about how the inflation has really impacted the consumer buying behavior during Diwali, how the industry has performed as compared to last year. Now, until unless you have digitalization and intelligence, you cannot draw these inferences and as a brand, you cannot perform in the market. So it's very important. Vikram, here's a fun question for you. As a Bizom user, which three dashboards are your favorite? Well, I would say all of them, but if you ask three, the first would be secondary achievement on a day-to-day -day basis, basis against the target that we have. Second is the distribution health, which means analyzing the retailer depth, uh, what CTNs build, how many CTNs build, how, what is the current coverage, right? The third is the team productivity, so team performance and on the go. Another question for you, Vikram. How do consumer durables companies sell differently from uh, FMCG companies? I started my career with FMCG company. You also know kind of un retail universe that a FMCG company has, right? And with FMCD, 
the retail universe obviously not that vast right also the consumer here in fmcd or while purchasing a durable item looks for the solution right which means he'll be spending more time in the shop assessing the products and evaluating it and then making a decision of buying it right which means that the impact of a retailer over what retailer says is higher our focus in fmcd is more on the relationship with the retailer right and that is long lasting how we really engage with them right so that when the philips person is not there the retailer becomes the promoter for your brand right and that's the per perception a consumer carries with him when he goes goes back right and when he uses a product right so it, it it's different uh, one example that i would give in fmcg generally the field force covers 25 to 30 outlets or maybe more than that in a day right while with fmcd it is only 10 to 12 per day which means they are spending more time inside the shop and working on their relationship with the uh, retailer right and then talking about the business so that's the process that is being followed here right so yes there is a lot of difference between fmcd and fmcg view of hockey the next one is for the both of you since the time philips has been using bizom what kind of efficiency and impact have you experienced see as a it business partner it's very important for us to have the right roi from any solution we deploy so adoption is a key thing so initially we leverage your inventorization services to really drive the adoption also as we move along as we deploy the solution there will be a lot of continuous improvement so we were able to make a lot of changes to the solution as it as the things evolved also along with your team we had developed a very clear roadmap in terms of what are the te new technology which we need to bring over the next few years uh, well for me it's the productivity uh, what i can see is that the productivity productivity has increased after bizong coming in right uh, that has helped us in growing in secondary the other thing that i see is the coverage which has grown and not only the coverage has grown our throughput per store has also grown so which means along with the productivity our coverage and our throughput per store is growing and overall we are growing in secondary and that is helping us with bizom's outcome driven retail intelligence solution is there any particular tool capability or functionality uh, that you would be keen on implementing to chase the company's business goals for the next few years see in general in india the e-commerce penetration is low as compared to developed economies and government is currently bringing ondc so that's one of the space i personally want to watch and see how it pans out akshay for me it is the retailer app that i want to be working along with uh, varun in 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 future a retailer app app can help us engage better with the retailer and understand what his needs are right along with that would also love to have something on suggested orders from the customers right so that would also help so uh, we are going to end this chat with a rapid fire varun we'll start with you top 3 books you would recommend for future leaders 
okay the list is long but let me pick three of my personal favorites one is my all time favorite stephen covey's seven habits of highly effective people one of a recent book which i read which had a great influence on me is robin sharma's 5 am club and then the all time classic from dale carnage how to win friends and influence people one of the best examples of information technology that you use in your daily life so i use smartwatch to collect a lot of data around how much i walk how much i jog on a weekly basis and that is something which i analyze to take care of my health one tip on work life balance start early in the day and avoid multitasking devote dedicated chunk of time to get something done Vikram you're up next what's the one thing people should do daily to become a leader in sales well it's not an overnight thing for sure right uh, but yes following the processes being patient right be true to yourself what you do the bigger thing is that you always keep learning right and always taking decisions which are data based so these are the five key critical things for me how do you tackle a bad sales day uh well i don't take the bad days very seriously uh, what i try to do is that i try to learn what where we really did not uh make the actions plans accordingly right and implement them complete the sentence data is a superpower when dash it is quick and easy to access and you can take timely decisions basis that that was fun all right that's a wrap folks thank you so much for joining us for this exciting conversation on data and in india the superpower philips needs as a philips consumer i really had a great time understanding more about the business thank you so much vikram and varun thanks akshay it was fun indeed thanks akshay that was a great interaction thanks for listening in guys stay tuned for the next story